welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. You want to turn with me to Luke 14, uh, verse 28. Um, this is where we're going to start tonight. And this is what it reads. It says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay down the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule, ridicule you, saying, this person began to build but was not able to finish. That being said, let's pray. Jesus, I love you. Thank you. Uh, for this softening hearts and open up minds. God, thank you. I just totally give the service over to you, Holy Spirit. Uh, this night's going to be awesome, Father. Um, I just thank you that uh, we're just going to have a great night that's surrounded by your love, your presence, and your peace. In the name of Jesus, amen. Also, I want to pray, God, for the Houston Astros. Does anybody hear me? We're down two games to one, all right? So, you know, the game's actually happening right now. So, God, touched them, Father, right now. They can feel your presence and anointing to hit the ball far and throw the ball hard. Amen. Uh, I want to give kind of a quick story. Um, A few weeks ago, um, me and my dad went to a football game. We're big Texas Longhorn fans. If y'all don't like that, I'm sorry because I'm always wearing burnt orange. Uh, But we decided to go to a Texas football game. But here was the catch. It was in Kansas. Okay, that's a big catch, right? Because, like, it was funny because, like, Texas had this one game, and, and um, my dad was a sports writer for 25 years. So I grew up going to football games all the time, like, knowing, like, I have so much useless sports trivia in my head. Like, it's, like, I'm just, like, I can't remember something, but then, like, I can remember what happened, like, when I was even born in 86, and there's, like, this crazy stuff that's not even, it's not even worth knowing. But anyways, we're, we're, big, we're big Texas fans. And uh, so we just, uh, I think it was a TCU game that we just won. And we got caught up in the hype, okay. And we're like, man, let's go to a game. And he's like, let's go to, uh, to the next game. Like, who are we playing? We're playing Kansas State. I was like, that's cool. But we're playing Kansas State, like, in Kansas, in Manhattan. And he was like, uh, you know, you want to go? I was like, yeah. Like, I'll go. Like, you know. Uh, so anyways, we drove all the way to Manhattan, Kansas, uh, which is about 800 miles, give or take. And so as you can imagine, Kansas, right? We try looking to airfare for it, and then I was like, somebody's going to pay, like, I was like, they were so expensive for the plane tickets. I was like, people pay 500 bucks just to go to Kansas? Like, it blew my mind. Anyways, because uh, I thought it was cheap. It's like, no, Kansas, no, no, people go there. But um, so we drive all the way to Kansas, 800 miles, uh, I don't want to get on too many rabbit trails, but I just want to tell you another little funny story. We get there, and the first thing we do, like, we get in Manhattan, Kansas. It's been a long trip, and we're like, you know what? Let's get something to eat. And uh, so, you know, I just Googled because, you know, we wanted to watch the game because there's other games going on. The game started at about, like, 2. And so we're like, you know what? Let's go. Let's find, like, a, a good, like, you know, sports place where we can eat. Uh, so anyways, I Googled a place, and it was called, like, Power Cat. Um, I know, again, I'm talking about sports, okay, so I don't want to lose people, but they're the Kansas State Wildcats. It didn't connect in my mind that this uh, sports, sports bar was all about Kansas State, and we we're wearing all burnt orange on game day. Uh, so anyways, we walk in. We walk in. I was like, oh, 
power cat. Oh, that's what they meant. It's a wild, like it's a Kansas State. Well, anyways, we walked in. We had fun with it. Literally, we were like, like we walked in. There was about 80 people all in purple Kansas State stuff, and there here's us in Texas stuff. They're like looking at us. They're like, are you in the wrong place? You know, we're just walking in there all, you know, all proud, you know, you know, you know, got something to eat. It's funny because then some other crazy Texas Longhorn fan walked in, and then all he did walked in, we made eye contact, and we gave him a hook him, and that was it. It was an awesome moment. Those are cool moments for me, okay? Remember, I, you know, um, I'm a huge Texas fan. Well, anyways, that's kind of a funny moment. But when we were on our way back, and, you know, we had about, you know, the game. We won the game. It was close. We should have killed them. But anyways, that's Texas, right? They always do good when they're not supposed to do Anyways, um, so we're on our way back. We got about 800 miles. And like, man, like, I was like, I was like, Dad, I'm not looking forward to this trip back all the way. And another crazy thing, my dad loves to drive. And, said, and we said, you know what, let's just go all the way straight. So we drove about 11 straight hours. Anyways, we had this long trip ahead. And so me and my dad were just talking. He said, you know what, son? He said, when, when me and your mother were younger and we were making long trips like this, because, uh, you know, I was saying, I was like, man, I, like I was telling my dad, I don't know if I can make it 12 hours, you know, sitting in the car. Um, but he said, when, when me and your mom were making long trips, we, we would, and we saw how far away would, we were, you know, you have to drive 200 miles, 300 miles, however it was. He said, you know, our vehicle was so shabby because, you know, this is when they're young, you know. He said, like, we would thank God for every single town we made it to because we didn't think we were going to make it. You know, they would make it to Quero. They're like, oh, thank God we made it to Quero. They would make it to, you know, whatever, Gonzales. Oh, thank God. You know, and they would do that at each spot until they got to their destination. And, you know, that made me think, you know, I, like, who knows that when you, you are intentional, when you thank God for every step along the way, it's a whole lot easier to get to your destination. When you're intentional, you look at each step, you take one step, and you say, you know what, God, I know this is the step you wanted me to take, and I thank you, God, for, you know, me getting here. And if you do that for each step and you're intentional about it, I found that it's much more easier to find yourself in the place where God called you to be. And so that's what we're going to kind of talk about I know that was a long story just to tell you this, but we're talking about intentional living. And so what, what does that mean? And um, if the, oh, title's already up there. I was going to do a little suspense, but it's already up there. Anyways, the title of my message is called Pay Intention. Now, not pay attention, pay intention. Because I've learned that not everything that catches your attention is with your intention. Does anybody, does anybody hear me? Because there's a lot of stuff around us that catches our attention, but they shouldn't be worth our intention. Because I want to live, I want to be somebody who lives with intention. So we're talking about intentional living. And if you turn with me to Ephesians 5, verse uh, 15, I reach this. It says, be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. What is, it, what it, what, what is Paul talking about there? He's saying every day you live, live intentionally. Don't just, you know, be caught up in the ways of life. Don't, be, don't just, you know, you know, think, oh, not have planned out what you're going to do. It says, you know what, live wisely. Live intentionally. Know God's plan. Because let me tell you, if you're not intentional about God's plan or promise in your life, it's not going to happen. Because God's promises aren't just going to fall in your lap. God gives you a vision, and then you intentionally have to take that steps with him, that walk with him to get there. 
Sarah was talking about intentional living. What, what's the definition of intentional living? I, I'm glad you asked. This is the definition. It says, a lifestyle based on individuals or groups' conscious attempt to live according to their value or beliefs. When it says you're living in, when you're living intentional, it's saying, you know what, I have values and beliefs in my lives that I'm not just going to, you know, uh, think about and say, well, that's really cool. No, I'm going to be intentional about it. If my value, if this doesn't line up with my values, I'm not going to do it. I'm only going to be intentional with what my values and beliefs say to do. And a lot of this, what we're going to talk about tonight, because why intentional being intentional is so important to me is because what you're intentional about increases, right? What you're intentional about grows. If you are intentional with a friendship, right, you are going to be closer friends because you say, you know what, I'm going to be intentional with you. I'm going to hang out with you. That friendship will grow. If you're intentional about your job and you say, hey, you know what, I'm going to see and I'm going to, you know, perfect my craft, you know what, you're, you're, you're going to get better. You're, you're going to go up the ladder in, in, in your job you're at. What you're intentional about increases. And a lot of this is about changing your mindset of what am I intentional about? Because let me tell you something. If you don't know what you're intentional about, you don't know what you're intentional for, right? Like, you got to know there's got to be danger in your life. You said, you know what, I'm not just going to not do it if it doesn't happen, or I'm not just going to, you know, I'm going to be intentional about it. I don't want there to be any chance that I might read my Bible today. No, I'm going to read my Bible today, right? I'm going to be intentional about it. See, and a lot of this is about, it's about changing your mindset, because I learned when you change your mindset, it affects everything, right? It's, it, affects, it affects everything. Like, you can change your shirt, that would change your outfit. You know, you can change your car, that would change your transportation. But when you change your mindset and decide what you're going to be intentional about, that changes your perspective, which affects everything. And that, what, what I was thinking about when I was thinking about this is the adulterous woman, right? Where she, she was just caught in the act of adultery. You know, the religi religious leaders pull her out and they call Jesus and say, hey, you know what? We're going to stone this woman because the law says to stone this woman in the act that she was caught of doing. And they're about to do this, and right, we know the story. Jesus said, hey, you know what? If you've never sinned, you know, cast first stone. And everybody looked at their life, and they said, hey, you know what? We're bad people too. So they didn't throw the stones, and they all, everybody walked away except for Jesus. And then he told the adulterous woman, go and sin no more. Now, when he said that, I don't think he was saying, hey, you know what? Go and live perfect. Well, I think what he was telling you is to go and change your mindset. Change your perspective on things. Change your character. Because what you're doing isn't, isn't right, but if you change your mindset, she said, go and, Jesus was telling her, go and change your mindset. So that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to talk about, you know, and that was just the opening. That was the intro. I know that was a little long. But we're talking about intentional living. And this is my first point about be, us being intentional is God is intentional about us. The first reason why we should be intentional is because God is intentional about us. So I'm going to read a couple of verses that this shows God's intention and love for us. And a lot of us know it. Um, so um, it's not going to be on the screens, but in Psalms 139, 13 through 16, it says this, it says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full and well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days adorned for me, ordained for me, were written in your book before one of them even came to be. Like, this is David saying, 
God is so, like, there's nothing by chance that he does. There's nothing by whim, right? Everything that God does is out of his intention, out of his grace, and of his spirit. Nothing, there's no, no by chance God didn't say, hey, you know, I don't really know about this person. I'm just, no, he's intentional about us. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm, harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Because here's the thing, when we receive God's son and we receive salvation, Satan can no longer destroy us, right? Like once we have salvation, he can no longer touch us because greater is he that is in you than in the world, right? So once you accept salvation, you accept his son, he can no longer touch you. But what you know, the enemy decides to do is he goes to his backup plan. And he says, you know what, if I can't destroy this person, I will distract this person, right? And that's, what, when, that's why in, being intentional is so important to me because the enemy is constantly trying to distract us from our destiny. He knows, hey, you know what, I can no longer destroy this person. He has, you know, Jesus on the inside of him. I can't touch him. He is called. But maybe I can distract him from his destiny because, you know, there's so many things around us that catches our attention, but again, it says, what are we doing intentionally? And see, because if you're always distracted, you'll never reach your destiny. And distraction leads to discouragement. And so how does that happen, right? Let's say you want to go do something, and, you know, God's called you to a plan, to a promise, and you're on your way, and you get distracted a little bit, and you get distracted a little bit, and all of a sudden, I'm not talking about distraction where you go, like, you know, it's half a second. I'm talking about six months, right? And all of a sudden, you look back, and you've been distracted for so long, and you see how far away you are from God's promises and plans and how far you strayed because you were distracted. Then you get discouraged and say, there is no way I can get back to where I was, and there's definitely no way I can go where God called me to go. And so the enemy knows that if he can distract us, he can discourage us from, from pursuing God's destiny in our lives. So that's the first thing is, you know, God was intentional about us. Now, we're, now there's a lot of things we need to be intentional about, but I'm just going to go over a few. The first thing we need to be intentional about is relationships. And if you turn to Proverbs 13.20, um, I think it's going to be on the screen. It says, walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. What I'm saying is that, and it, what the word is saying is that your relationships a lot of times, relationships dictate your character. And I know that the old saying, you know, good, you know, bad company corrupts good character. But in a lot of ways, it's true. It doesn't matter how good of a person you are, if you choose to surround yourself, or you're not intentional with the relationship you have in your life, or you're not intentional who you surround yourself with, I'm telling you, eventually, your character is going to align with theirs. But you've got to be intentional, intentional with your relationships. And part of that is some of us, right, and in the generation we are in, the atmosphere we, we live in, a lot of people are more intentional with their Facebook friends than they are with their own family. Is anyone here? Like, they, we're more intentional with people on social media than we are with our father or our mother, and then we don't realize how unhealthy that is in our lives. There are relationships that we're supposed to be intentional about, and your family is definitely one of them. I know a lot of people say, well, you know what? I was born in the wrong family. I got a crazy family. You know, you know God... God knew, right, we can pick our friends, but we can't pick our family, right? God picks our family. So if God picked your family, that means you're there for a reason. And if you're intentional about, instead of avoiding your family or saying, hey, you know what, there's no way I can change them or fix them, instead of trying to avoid, and if 
you're intentional and say, you know what, I'm just going to be there. I'm going to be intentional with my father. I'm going to be intentional with my mother or my family, my brother, my sister, or whatever. And you're intentional with them. All of a sudden, you'll see why God called you to that family. So make sure if you're asking yourself, who, should, make sure, who am I being intentional with relationship-wise? Who am I choosing to be with? Who am I choosing not to be with? Is this, am, I make, am I being intentional with that fact? Or is I'm just letting things happen how they happen? You know, I hang out with this person just because, I, you know, the circumstances lay it that way. Or I had any, like, no, if you say, you know what, I want to be intentional with my relationships, meaning, you know what, I see this person. It's, you know, I see the character. I want to be intentional with this person. Or I see my, my, my family. I want to be intentional with my family. And I'm telling you, if you start being intentional with your relationships, you will see your character will, will, will be less, your character will grow stronger. And here's the thing. And when I'm talking about, because sometimes when, I get being, when you're being intentional with relationships, a lot of times it's hard to, if you've had a bad experience or a bad memory with somebody, it's hard to go back and be intentional with them. Because you're saying there's no way I can change them. There's no way I can change the situation. But sometimes you have to challenge something for it to change. Because if you don't challenge something for it to change, if you don't challenge that relationship you have with your parents, because you know things were said that shouldn't have been said, and all of a sudden you'll have a bad relationship. If you don't challenge that, it's always gonna it's always gonna stay like that, right? But sometimes you have to challenge things for them to change. And just the challenge of this means, hey, you know what? I know I haven't talked to this person in years, and the last time we talked, it ended bad. But I'm going to be intentional with them. I'm going to challenge this for the better, and then you're going to watch it change. That's the, that's the first thing. You've got to be intentional about your relationships. The second thing is you've got to be intentional about information. Who knows? There's a lot of information today. I mean, everywhere you look, it's information. And if you're not intentional about what you take in, to your heart and to your soul, you're going to be misled and misinformed all the time, you know. Because uh, I know a lot of us, we are, we are more intentional about misinformation from the world than we are about true information from, you know, from God's word, from the word. Like, we're more intentional on focusing on what the news says or social media says, and we let that dictate, you know, our peace and our joy instead of being intentional about reading the word of God. We've got to be intentional about our information. Because here's the thing. Again, the enemy will not only try to distract you, the other thing he will try to do is deceive you, right? Because if that, you know, because here's the thing, man, hell's always trying to come against us. There's never going to be a time where he's like, you're like, you know what, I'm going to take my foot off the gas. You know, Caleb's had it hard this week. No, the enemy's constantly going to come against us. And you got to notice what he's trying to do. He's trying to distract us. He's also trying to deceive us. And that is with information. Like, if we are so, in, like, more intentional with all the information we get this from news outlets and social media, who knows we're going to have a misinformed, deceived outlook on what our world pertains. It's not that I'm against the news or social media. I think it's good. A lot of times I think it's good to, you know, be self-aware and to know what to pray for, right? Because there's a lot of things going on we should pray for. But I think we should be more intentional about what God's word says and the, and the truth that he says, because the enemy will always constantly try to deceive us. And if we're not intentional about our information and if we're not intentional about relationships, what we're doing is that we're, help, we're, we're letting our life happen by default, right? It's either, like our lives are either going to be by design or they're going to be about default. And that's what tonight's all about. It's like, you know, I want to live a design life, and that only happen, happens through being intentional. So that's the second point is you got to be intentional about information. 
And, and, the, and, the, and the final point is that you got to be intentional with God. In Luke 10, 27, it says this. He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. Now, what this, because he knows, you know, the enemy will let you, you know, this is the one that the enemy will try to attack the most. He says, if I can distract and deceive this person from spending time with his creator, from spending the time who has real truth and real peace and real love, then I know I can discourage them from their destiny. And this is the most, this is probably one of our most important points is being intentional with God. Because who knows, he was intentional with us. As we read in earlier, the, the first point, he was intentional with us. Like nothing happens by circumstance or by chance. Like all our, all our destinies, the purpose, the plans on our lives has been knitted, like hand-knitted together by you know, our creator, does anyone think that's pretty cool? Like there's been, you know, 10, I don't know, billion people who's ever lived, and God has had a plan and destiny on every single one, and it's all been unique and different. That's how much he cares. That's how intentional our father is about us. But who knows that if God is so intentional about the, us in that way, we should at least return a favor. And because I've realized in my life is that when I'm intentional with my walk with God or I'm intentional with my relationship with God, all of a sudden, my joy takes off. All of a sudden, I don't get discouraged as often because I am rubbing shoulders with the person who created me. I'm getting to know the person who knows me best. And there's a couple of ways because a few years ago, you know, when I you know, was in, in the middle of Bible school and I decided, hey, you know what, I'm no longer going to, I'm going to be intentional with this Jesus thing, right? I'm no longer going to be, you know, the Jesus thing of my parents or I'm no, not going to have my relationship with God be by default. I said, you know what, it's going to be by design. One thing I said, you know what, because a lot of us happens when I get and I said by default, like we'll say, we'll, we'll plan our, we'll plan God, our, our God time around our schedule. Like we'll, we'll say, hey, you know what, God, hey, look, I got off work early, got five minutes, you know, like, you know, right, like we'll, wherever we think we can fit them in, that's where we fit in God. But when you're living intentionally, you no longer build, you know, God around your schedule, you build your schedule around God. Right, you say, you know what, I don't care what kind of day I'm having, I don't care what I'm doing, I'm going to have that time with God. And another, one, another way is, again, you don't have to, you know, uh, do the same thing I did. But, again, I, I, I said, you know what, God, I want, I want to be intentional about this thing with you. I, I want to see what life looks like when I have both feet in. You know, I, I've experienced life being lukewarm. I've experienced, I experienced relationship, relationship with you, you know, not being all in and, 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 you know, not taking that risk with you. But I want to see what it, like, what it feels like when I'm intentional with you. And one of the things is, is, you know, I said, you know what, God, there's 24 hours in a day. You know, I sleep for eight. So that's 16 hours. And uh, I said, you know what, God, you know, you know I want to honor you. I want to be intentional with my time, my treasure, right, with everything. I said, you know what, so six, so. There's 16 hours left. You know, I said, what's 10% of six? Well, anyways, there's something I have in my hand. Anyways, that goes about to 96 minutes. It's 10% of 16 hours. I said, you know what, God, that's an hour and a half that I'm going to give you because I want to be intentional with you. And again, that's not really, that's just a tool. That's not something that I'm encouraging that you have to, you know, replicate. But I'm saying, think about the relationship you have with God and thinking, am I being intentional enough with him? Do I just read the Bible when I feel like it, or do I read it knowing and say, you know what, God, this is my time with you. This is when I get encouraged. This is when I spend time with you, Father. This is when I feel your love and your presence. And ask yourself, what am I being intentional about? And as I'm closing, what, what, what does this whole intentional lifestyle mean? 
Because who knows the enemy, who knows hell is constantly against us. And if we don't know whether or not we're being intentional, I hate to break it to you. If, you're, if you don't know if you are or not, then it mostly means you're not. Because if you don't know, because when I ask people if they're being intentional, I say, oh, yes, I am. You know, because I do this, I do this, and I make sure I'm, I'm, I'm with this person. I make sure I'm doing this every day, and I make sure, make sure whatever happens throughout my day, I'm having my Jesus time and my worship time. Uh, yes, Caleb, I'm being intentional. But if you have to ask yourself whether or not you are, that, that usually means that you have not been as intentional, you know, with your father or with your relationships or with your time as you should be. And if you're not intentional about it and you've just let life happen to you by default, and you don't, you know, stick your feet in the ground and say, no, I'm not going to let life happen to me. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and be as designed as possible and as intentional with my father as possible. All of a sudden, hell starts realizing that, right? And all of a sudden, hell starts realizing, you know what, I can't no longer dis you know, distract or discourage this person. Because now, Caleb's being intentional with his time. Now, Caleb's being intentional with his father. He's no longer just you know, spending time with God when he feels like, or he's no longer just hanging out with whoever he wants to hang out who feels good. No, he's being intentional. And I can no longer discourage or distract somebody who is being intentional with their destiny. He's saying, Caleb, I hear you out. I have not been living my life by design. It's been by default. Whatever happened, happens. Whatever I feel like, I do it. You know, I, I don't have this intentional time where I, I put it aside or I don't live intentionally. I, my, my relationship with God isn't something I'm intentional about. It's just something that happens every once in a while. And you're saying, Caleb, I want to take that step. If that's you in this place, we're going to pray. God, I thank you, God, that starting tonight on, we're going to put our foot in the ground and say, God, we're going to be intentional with you. We're going to be intentional with our lives. We're no longer just going to let life happen to us or let our Life happen by default, but we're going to let happen by design. Not only our design, but by your perfect design, Father. So I thank you right now, Jesus, that we are dedicating our lives to you. We're dedicating everything to be intentional. We don't want it to take every step that we take, God. We wanted to take it towards you, God. God, we want to live every, every day, every moment of the day in your perfect will and your favor, God. So I thank you, God, that starting tonight, we're going to live intentionally by your spirit, God, by your grace. In the name of Jesus, amen. Our mission here at Covenant Life Center is to help our world live, give, and love like Jesus. If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at clcvictoria.org. You can get connected with us through our social media at clcvictoria and download our app.